welcome to Sports Business Update. Each week, we take you behind the curtain where sports and business intersect. Now, from our International Broadcast Center, here's your host, George McNeely. Direct from Walt Disney World Golf, the Palm and Magnolia, George McNeely with this edition of Sports Business Update. Our guest, one of the original anchors of Golf Channel, Brian Hammonds. Got a bunch of new logos on, looking great. Looks like he's running a Ryder Cup or something like that. Tell me about the Country Club National Championship, which, by the way, is a very sharp logo. I'd be proud to wear that. Thank you. I appreciate that because uh, I designed the logo, and I have zero artistic ability. So thank God for Canva. (laughs) I can do it online. But uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, this is the first year we have the Country Club National Champion. It basically is a Ryder Cup for golf clubs. And I've had this idea for years and years and years. Every time I would go with the Golf Channel to a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup or a Solheim Cup, I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to replicate this for the everyday golfer. Uh, So I just waited until we were in the middle of a worldwide pandemic to do it. So (laughs) this is year one. We're playing it here at Disney World, and uh, the the players are having a blast, and uh, we're looking forward to growing this. Got a hundred players out there accustomed to high-end experiences, and they look like they got a lot of smiles on their faces. You know, the the, the pleasing thing about this week is they're having a great time, and they're meet, they're meeting other clubs, and they're they're really bonding. I can't tell you how many home and home matches have been set up this week. <laughs> uh, even from clubs from California and Philadelphia are going to fly back and forth to play a home and home. So uh, that's been a very rewarding uh, aspect of this to see that unfold, and uh, the players are really. You know, you would think there might be a little chippiness here with the competition, but they're getting they're getting along greatly. I'm guessing Walt Disney World Golf wasn't a hard sell, kind of like the old twist my arm. I'll I'll see you there. No, and it was the first courses. It was the first place that came to mind that didn't know I had my ringer on, but it was the first. Um, courses that came to mind when we decided to do this because Orlando's easy to get to. Everybody knows Disney World. They know the golf courses are good. So um, this was a great place to get this thing started. I got to go back to Golf Channel because so much of uh, our memories are are watching uh, you and Golf Central, a really great, talented team of people that, that brought golf news into our living room every night where it never existed before. What was the onboarding process like, and how did you first meet Arnold Palmer as an employee? Well, I was following the development of the Golf Channel in all of the magazines, and a guy that ran the Champions Tour, it was called the Senior Tour at the time in Indianapolis, where I was doing local television, left to go to the Golf Channel. And I told him, I said, just get me a name of someone I can send a tape to. And so he got down there and sent me the name, and I sent him a tape, and one thing led to another, and they and they hired me. But I'll tell you this, though, having Arnold Palmer as your chairman is was pretty special, mm-hmm. and to see him walking through the halls and greeting everybody. And, and, uh, I, and to be honest with you, it would not have ever worked without Arnold Palmer. Yeah, because we were, you know, the Golf Channel was the first niche network. There wasn't a, a food channel. There wasn't, you know, the tennis channel or no, all these other niche networks. We were the first. And nobody thought it was going to work. And the great story, you know, when, when Joe Gibbs, who was his idea, he was the founder, not the football coach, but the businessman from Birmingham, Alabama, who should be, by the way, in the World Golf Hall of Fame. Um, but anyway, when they were sitting down with Arnold and, and his advisors, 
Arnie's advisors were dead set against doing it. And Arnold leaned back and said, fellas, if I didn't try to hit it through the trees every now and then, none of us would be here, would we? Let's do this. And the way it went, the Golf Channel was started. I guess Brian Hammond's formerly the Golf Channel for a couple of decades. Yeah, 21 years. It's a good run. It certainly was. And we have a lot of, as I say, great memories of getting news as it happened, the live news conferences from all of the big events and the one-on-one interviews on-site with Golf Central. Uh, you spent a little time out here during the PGA Tour years, didn't you? Yeah, this this was a very popular event here at Disney World because the, the families, the wives made sure that the husbands, you're, you're going to play Disney, right? <laughs> because they came here and you know brought the family and got the preferential treatment when it came to getting on the rides. So it was a good week for those uh, for those families. And yeah, the wives kind of had something to do with their making their husband's schedule at that point. Larry Nelson, Stephen Ames, so many guys have told me in recent months as we've gotten reacquainted that the mission was to get an early tea time so they could get their families to the theme parks, in particular the Magic Kingdom. But on the weekends, that means you're not playing very well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, and that's what I think a lot, of the, a lot of our players are enjoying this week is there is some history, quite a bit of history on the, on the golf courses that we're playing, the Palm and the Magnolia. Uh, you know, you look at the pictures of the former winners, and Lanny Watkins is one here, and Tiger's one here, and Payne Stewart is one here. And, you know, I, I, they're enjoying that, the fact that they're playing courses that some of the greats of the game have played. This was a very relevant event when it was on the PGA Tour. Oftentimes it was the last event of the season. Players like Fuzzy, one of your sponsors of this tournament, Fuzzy Zeller, would come here to just make sure they had a card the following year. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this was a pressure-packed tournament for a lot of players who were trying to make the one tw- top 125 and keep their playing privileges. So, And that was always a drama that we were covering on the Golf Channel was – you know, okay, the battle for your card. And that last week, I mean, there were, you know, there were guys here that, you know, enjoying the week who were safely inside the top 125, and then there, there, then there were those who were trying to get inside the top 125 to make sure that they could play the next year. So uh, that was always a late-season storyline that we would, we would follow closely on Golf Central. Favorite Walt Disney World golf memory as a broadcaster? Wow, there's a lot of them. But I get, you know, maybe Tiger winning here because um, that was such a popular a popular win. And I remember friends from our neighborhood. You know, we lived here in, in Windermere, Florida, not too far from Disney World. And, you know, they said, we, we, we go out to Disney and we're able to get closer to Tiger than, any, than you can anywhere else. You know, because... People that are at Disney World aren't here necessarily to, to go to a golf tournament. You know, there are other things to do here. So they were able to walk along, outside the ropes alongside Tiger, and they really enjoyed that. But, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe Tiger winning here might be the best memory. Very good. You have morphed into a successful entrepreneur. You've got 100 top-class players relying on your expertise in staging an event here at Disney World. I'm sure being around Mr. Palmer, co-founder of the Golf Channel, his namesake manages these golf courses, uh, one of the more brilliant businessmen slash sportsmen of our time, uh, some of that maybe rubbed off a little? I mean, did you pick up any pointers from him about maybe how to carry yourself? Well, certainly how to carry yourself, because if all, if all of us could carry ourselves like Arnold Palmer did, we'd be, we'd be better off. 
but uh, I certainly have more respect for tournament directors. This is year one for me doing this, and it's a real eye-opener. You know, the, the planning part, okay, I can take care of that, but the actual, you know, the things that can go wrong during a week at a that you have to get corrected quickly, and uh, that's been a real eye-opener. And uh, But we're learning this year, and but uh, and so we'll be better off uh, next year with a little more experience under our belt. Very seasoned staff here at Disney Golf. Have you felt like all of your needs were met this week? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they've been so helpful uh, because there have been a few last-minute changes that we had to make, and they, anything that we need, they're there for us. And and that's what you need for an event like this because it's impossible to do everything yourself, and uh, this is a first-rate place to have a golf, a golf event for sure. Brian Hammonds, take us through the qualifying process. Obviously, these 100 players are – their club champions or had success or is it more of an entry fee a qualifier what's the story well it's 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 open to all golf clubs in the country and it's uh and the clubs can pick their teams any way they want i think some had qualifiers at their club and others were just like okay the first 10 guys that write a check you're going (laughs) so we thought about doing qualifiers around the country but it's open to everybody um and a lot of these teams are now saying we're bringing two teams next year. We have one club this year that brought two teams, and now I think a lot of the clubs that are playing this year want to bring two teams. And um, it's it's just just open. So and it's open. It's up to the club to pick their team any way they wish. One professional is allowed per team, but he's got to be a staff member at that club. And um, and we're paying the pros to be here because a lot of the onus of choosing the team and ordering the uniforms and all that stuff falls on them. So it, we wanted to make it worth their while to, to participate. And I think they're having a great time too. So, uh, uh, play your own ball, scramble. What's the format? The format is unique. It's the modified Ryder cup format. Uh, the first six holes is, is best ball. You and your partner against another team. Um, the second six holes are alternate shot and the final six holes, you're playing singles against an opponent. So uh, there's eight, and what we do is each segment is worth two points. So if you win more holes in segment one than your opponent, you win two points. If you tie in that six-hole segment, you get one point each. And we do that to keep it, if you lose six holes in a row in an 18-hole match play, you're done, you know. But now you can you can lose the first segment and still be alive for the second and third segments. So... Uh, we're doing that. This year we had a qualifier because we had an odd number of teams. And we make the, the players enjoy this, so we may keep this. We had a stroke play qualifier utilizing the same three formats to determine the championship bracket and the consolation bracket. And we may, we may continue to do that because the players really enjoyed it. Country club makes one think of private clubs, all private clubs? No. Uh, it's open to all golf clubs. Now, obviously, if it's a private club, they have to be a member. If it's not a private club, you have to have your handicap established at that club. And we're trying to keep the, uh, the uh, cheating to a minimum, <laughs> which in golf can be difficult. But uh, we haven't had any issues this week, certainly. But, uh, uh, no, it's open to all golf clubs. Well, post-pandemic and post-variance, I could see this thing taking off like wildfire. Yeah, I think it will. Uh, the word's getting out. Uh, we've ar- I've already been inundated with emails. People saying, hey, I'm just hearing about this. Which has been the biggest challenge, getting the word out for year one. Uh, but uh, people are now are interested. They've, they've heard about it. They want to play next year. And we're going to go next year to Myrtle Beach. We just announced that. We're going to play four golf courses up there. Uh, right now, well, the field will be limited to 64 teams. Um, so we're looking forward to growing it. I'm going to be at the merchandise show, the PGA show here in Orlando in January. 
to get in front of as many PGA professionals as we can. And uh, we're looking forward to growing this. What's the URL so maybe we can help some folks prep in advance of all your meetings at the PGA show? The uh, website is uh, ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. And we will update the, uh, the website to reflect going to Myrtle Beach and next year and the entry fees and all that stuff in the next week or so. Brian Hammond's a familiar face to millions uh, from Golf Channel and a familiar person here at the Walt Disney World Resort from a lot of years of doing broadcast and now staging events. Thanks a lot for the time. Hey, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. You have been listening to Sports Business Update, a production of Broadcast Services International and McNeely Communications. To see more of our multimedia content, go to sportsbusinessupdate.com.